Hey, I'm Justin. This is Chaz. Join us as we look back together, but learn to stay present. Come with us as we rise up with hope on the horizon. This is the podcast of Extraordinary Millennial Gentlemen. There's a few things I think I want to touch on um, and just relate initially um, and then kind of the father perspective here because I... Mm -hmm. Um, I would, I think I was in the hospital for a month. Yeah. So I remember being told. So it was, yes, yeah, a very similar timing after all of that. Um, but to go, what you went through very similar in different, different reasons. Um, mm -hmm. when my wife had Scotty and, they found, you know, they always test him and they found like strep and oh, kind of had a fever. She kind of mm -hmm. had a fever. I mean, it was a crazy long, like 40 plus hour delivery. And so they were like, he has to go into the NICU um, yeah. and they had to give him IVs. He had the same problem with the IVs. The nurses would yeah. always come in and twist and check it. I mean, his wasn't as bad. He was... But it was still, I mean, this was right after delivery. So he's newborn. He's in the hospital. Um, and then once she was cleared, we were able to take my wife home, but we had to keep, you know, so I like stayed the night there, had to go yeah. and get yep. her. But she, through all that, she was so weak, uh, you know, from yep. loss of blood, all this kind of stuff, all the craziness that happened, uh, not to dive into that, but it was like, I've got two places I needed to be. One yep. was like in the That's NICU right. with him. The other was like, well, is my wife going to die as well? And yeah. you just use, I mean, to focus on, you know, we both are in this situation as fathers first, you know, mm -hmm. first boys for us. And right. you're staring at them and these monitors and these lines coming out of them and all the, you know, weeks worth of antibiotics. I think he was there for two weeks is mm -hmm. all, but man, those two weeks were just, just crazy. Yeah. We, I think we've talked a lot about, you know, so far this recap of, of the events and what happened. Yeah. And I think you're hitting a really important part of, you know, these kind of medical emergencies as a crisis. And that is, I, I again, it, it, it's just what comes to my mind, but like logistics. Oh yeah. How, how do I, leave my life to deal with this crisis. Well, that's not too hard. You just hope that yeah. the circles of friends, family, and mm -hmm. coworkers and others, um, and people who know and experienced life and medical crisis or other crisis or supported others, they know it's like, go, you need to be with your family. Right. Right. And, and that's huge. That that's a huge part of it. And like mm -hmm. you said, for your experience uh, with your son being born, how, how can you, provide support mm -hmm. in two places at the same time. It's, it's not possible, but then there's also that, you know, how do you, and this was really important for me in, in our ordeal. It took me a, a while to figure out, I had some people who really literally my hand and walked me through this. Yeah. And that is how do you take time for yourself in a crisis to breathe, to try and bring whatever you've got and mustered up and, yeah. and not just be like the typical dad, like strong, like suck it up. You're going to be fine. 
but actually tie tend tap into that emotional side um, that is nurturing and and protective and stay in that mode as long as it takes and as hard as it is. And I don't mean it's hard because that's not, not, not in our nature. I mean, you're in a crisis. Mm -hmm. You're in a crisis. You're in a, you're in a tailspin, right? I think a lot of people can relate to having a, a founded or unfounded fear Mm -hmm. of a plane going down. Right. And it's like, so when you're, when you're on planes and you feel those turbulence, and they're like, oh, yeah. It's a physiological response, mm-hmm. right? There's there's fear and trepidation, but then there's a physical response as well. And for some people, it ramps up your emotions, mm-hmm. and it's part of what a medical crisis can why it can exhaust you so quickly because the 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 calories that you're burning, uh, the mental, uh, cognition that you're running through the multiple processes. It's, it's incredibly challenging. So I don't, I'm not looking for all the details of how you dealt with that, but what advice would you give somebody that is, that, that may go through that where, how are you emotionally in two places? How do you stay engaged? And how did you manage that crisis? I I look back and it's more. And not because you did it perfect, but. Oh, no. Yeah. Because you can tell people in hindsight, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's all, like you said, it's hindsight looking back and it's almost you're just like, I don't, I don't even know. Like I wasn't specifically, you're not yeah. in the headspace to be like okay, here's my next step. You just start moving or you, yep. you know, I know one of the, I, I thought I had it all kind of together until, mm-hmm. you know, my mom was at the hospital and, but until I had to call my sister and yeah, and let I, her know what was going on. Yeah, I was like, that's and you, I and, knew. I yeah. didn't, I didn't feel, I was like, okay, it, everything's fine. You were processing it. And it was interesting because it wasn't the first person you talked to. Oh no. But it was somebody who, for whatever reason, the dam kind of breaks, right? And you have this release and you're able to let out that fear and kind of give that burden. You know, they talk about that a lot, like sharing a burden, a medical crisis builds up these burdens, right? Oh yeah. And they're, yeah, yeah. No, I'm cutting you off. I apologize, but I can totally relate to what you're saying, even though it wasn't the same instance or the same person Mm -hmm. or the same type of phone call. Right. Yeah. It's just, that's just, I I know that's when I, that's when the emotions kicked in and like the physiological reaction. Cause up until then it was just like, if I can do anything, I'm going to do it to save whoever I can, which, you know, yep. a dad in the hospital, you're kind of just in the way. And <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're trying, but it's like, oh, I can hold your hand. I can go mm-hmm. have my finger squeezed by the, you know, my son yeah. and I can be there and I can be present and that's right. give space for rest when that's needed and go get yep. food and I can go get clothes. I can go get, you know, put all this stuff together. Right. Cause yep. um, those things were needed. And those are just some of the things you're just like, you start to do 
Cause you're mm-hmm. again, uh, I think we're wired to solve problems. And in those moments That's right. that fully kicks in and we're there to try and help and save. And then, and then it's, it was in those quiet times where, you know, you're sitting down eating, I have to call someone, tell them. Uh, and, you know, that's when it, I, I, you know, I didn't lose it or anything. I just, she, my, my sister could tell. And so she, yep. she kind of did what you did. She walked and said, Hey, my brother's going through something. I got to go. Right. And, and she was over, you know, four and a half, five hour drive away, packed wow. up just, you know, that yeah. right then and there showed up uh, whenever she got there and was there to support as well. And, you know, we had others support as well. And being, I would say the other advice is be willing to talk to someone about it, whoever that mm-hmm. may be. And, you, and it's not like I need to sit down and have a counseling session, but just. No, it's crisis mode. So in your head, you need to just. Yeah even if it's just to explain what happened, yeah. you may not even know what's going to come out of your mouth. And then right. willing to, I would say the other piece that I think was, we accepted a lot of help at yeah. you know, family. That's critical. You know, your neighbors or members mm-hmm. of, of your community, your church, whatever, you know, mills were great, you know, and again, I have credit to those I worked with as well. I only, I think the particular company I was at only gives the dad a couple days and I needed mm-hmm. two weeks at that point. And so they're like, Hey, don't yeah. worry about it. We'll work it out. Just you yeah. know, do what you got to do. And then, um, and then yeah, balancing at the tail end of that, like the, the going back and still need, you know, oh, need it's a help. difficult it's, transition to go. Back. It's never the right time to go no. back. You never feel like it is. It's, you just have, like, you just have to do it still elsewhere, but you have, that's to, right. You can't, you can't just pause for a year because this happens. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very short period of time. And and so all those yeah. things were really helpful. I don't know. Yeah. You know, there's, there's more that's relatable between our experiences, even though it wasn't the same circumstances, mm-hmm. there are some common threads. My, yeah. my wife, um, Oh gosh, I don't think she left the hospital overnight for a week, mm-hmm. the first week with my son. She was a uh she was still recovering. She was still healing yeah. from her C-section. And so um, my son was starting to turn a corner. He was he was improving. The pick line was doing well. They were talking about admitting him mm-hmm. or transferring him rather uh to a normal recovery room. And all of a sudden my wife's running a fever. She can't eat. She's getting sick. Her face is swelling. She has to go to the emergency room. Um, And so she had complications from the stress, Mm -hmm. the lack of food, uh, some of the bodily systems, right. That just get ready to have a baby. And it's like the way the doctor explained it. It's like, they never stopped. It was like labor continuing Mm. in some ways. Um, and I don't look at that and go, gosh, why aren't you taking care of yourself? It's like, you know, my wife is taking care of my son and it's very impossible to take care of yourself to maintain your health. Um, while that, that type of crisis is going on, you talked about having to be in two places at the same time, Yeah, you know, physically, emotionally. And, um, that played out for me as well. You know, I had uh, two kids who are still under five at home. Um, but 
like you experienced, you know, when you're in a crisis, somebody may say, how do you prepare Mm -hmm. to get through a crisis like that? And it's like, have circles, Uh, have, have circles of people who care about you, build those up. And when somebody needs you in that way, be that person because then they will be that person for you, for your family, for your child, for your loved one. Um, there's not really a better way to prepare that I can think of than, yeah. than that. It's like, be that person when you see a crisis that supports, that makes a meal, that offers help, that says, hey, do you need a break? Can I come watch your kids? Can I, what do you need done? Do you guys need groceries? Can I just go get groceries for you? Right. Because when you're in a crisis and you get that kind of help, it's those sort of things that should be basic needs that are very difficult to incorporate mm-hmm. into your mindset. Yep. Um, so I'm a project manager. That's kind of what I, what I do. My background is, and it, 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 crisis like this is like the, the, the largest contingency change management you could imagine. Yep. And so anytime that you try and address what the root cause of the situation is and what your active or corrective actions are, you have to get down as granular as you can that you can possibly understand. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that technique, you need subject matter experts to come in and fill where you fill in, where you don't have understanding. And it's very much like that in hindsight, where you're talking to medical professionals all day about the crisis. Yep. You have to make decisions as a parent. Can this person receive this? Can they not receive this? Um, and uh, all the while you have to think, like you mentioned, do you have any time for yourself? Are you able to make those phone calls where you can release a little bit, mm-hmm. where you can be more vulnerable, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, as a dad, it's it it feels really counterintuitive to not try and be the strong one the whole time. Um, and weakness is not what I'm getting at, but I think vulnerability. You have to be willing to be vulnerable yeah. and say you don't know or you know? So yeah, I know that's a lot. That's a whole bunch of stuff. (laughs) It's not very structured. No. Uh, I would, I would also, you know, if, if you're one of the people that need permission for something, here's, here's, I'm giving you permission. If you're ever in these situations, like you may not want to, but you'll, you'll be like, how can I even sleep? Right. In these, like you'll kind of have those thoughts. They'll go through your head. You're right. I can't, I can't sleep now. I need to stay up right. or whatever. You, you it's a hard line to draw, but you have to have, still have some boundaries for yourself because you're, that's right. The, you're not in it for the short game. You're in this for the, the long game. And yep. for you to be the most effective you, you can be, you're going to need sleep. You're going to need food. You, you, you're right. you have to walk away for that hour to go to the cafeteria or something, decompress, yeah. Replenish and then go back in. Yeah. And, and you know, you're exactly right. And when you have help and resources, it's like you said, you got to be willing to say, yes, I do need that. Yeah. Don't, don't be so, so unwilling to accept that help because it may turn into the difference between kind of surviving and starting to really get some recovery for yourself. Right. Right. Like mm-hmm. you kind of mentioned, Hey, I've got an hour. I can remember having an hour 2am and going, you know what? I'm going to walk around the hospital 
And that was like during that first week when it was really bad. And what I should have done in hindsight, the stronger me, the wiser me that's been through the crisis and more experienced. Mm-hmm. It's like, I sh- if I had an hour, I should have got outside and walked somewhere that was completely unrelated to that hospital and done something completely unrelated to that medical emergency mm-hmm. and allowed myself to show emotion or connect with people or take that time to ask for some help if I had some specific needs. Um, And instead I kind of went down to the first floor of this hospital and kind of paced and decided that I couldn't stand that place and went back up to that room where it was not that much better. Um, Eventually we had some additional help, family and friends. And and I allowed myself to do what you're doing, which Mm -hmm. is okay. And, And I really had to help my wife do this in our crisis where it was like, you can stay here and try and sleep on this tiny little chair with our son, which you've done for days, right? Or you can go home and we will not set a time that you come back tomorrow. Go home, sleep as much as you can or you want to. Mm -hmm. And you tell me what you want to do tomorrow, right? Yeah. And those instances, like for my wife, who's a very dedicated mother, um, one of the kindest people I know, she found that that relief physically and getting back to a very structured place in her mm-hmm. home and being with her other kids, um, that she got away from that epicenter of the crisis and got a little bit of a step back experience. Mm-hmm. And was refreshed and renewed, and she would bring more hope right back with her. Yeah, um, and that was really, really important. Again, like you, you hit it on the head when you said you're, it's not about, um, you know, the next five minutes, the next ten minutes, the next twenty four hours. But when that crisis first starts, that's all you can process, and that's mm-hmm. what you have to process. Right. Yeah, but then very quickly you need to start to get to um, taking care of yourself. Right. Yeah. And I, I guess I I'd preface this if, if anybody's in a really, you know, more serious than these situations where Mm -hmm. though you're not sure it's the long game yet. I mean, stay right. That totally makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And, but once you know, they're like, when the doctors are like, Hey, you go get some food, go, go get some sleep. Like they'll, nurses will do this yeah, they'll, they'll the nurses will say hey i can stay with him i can stay with her mm-hmm. i can be here and again that's part of accepting that help it's not just going to be necessarily people on the outside bringing over fruit baskets right um it could be that nurse it could be those medical professionals saying why don't you why don't you go and do this they do this day in and day out mm-hmm. right yeah. they, they care for people for a living Hey, thanks for spending some time with us today. Uh, Hope you find hope and joy throughout this upcoming week. If you've liked this podcast, please hit the subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, and we'll see you next week. I ate my grandma.